1: it's time time for silver and black today to the ground game touchdown las vegas we're breaking down the latest raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers so hold on raider nation it's time to get get it on here's your host scott goldbranson and mo moulton Welcome back, everybody. It is time for Silver and Black Today here. We are an Odyssey original podcast. We appreciate you guys being with us. Raider Nation, what is up? It is week one in the NFL. Are you ready for some football? Of course you are. You are. There's no question. Everybody's ready for real football. And so am I. Scott Cobranson, your host, along with my co-host, Mr. Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, as well as being the Raiders columnist for sports not. Here we go, Mo. We finally get to do it for real.
0: It's about time. So these shows actually count, right? now. Not like the <laughs> other shows didn't count, but uh these shows count differently as far as regular season talking, wins and losses. So let's get to it.
1: Yes. And so I I I have to be I have to be honest. I am not somebody who likes to do predictions that often. Now, Mo, I know you do them a lot in the written form. You just this past weekend when everyone else was enjoying Labor Day. You were toiling on your predictions across the entire league with your colleagues over Bleacher Report, and um, I just kind of stay. I used to do them, and I just kind of stay away from them. But every year, I get I get dragged back in. It's like it's like you know Pacino in Godfather Three. They pull me back in. Yes. So the fans, they just want to hear what we think. They want to know kind of how we think this season will unfold. To me, there's so many unknowns right? It's not a cop-out. It's not, I'm afraid to put my numbers down. I have every year, but it's just the fact that there's so much between now and the end of the season that we don't know. But we here at Silver and Black today, always, always like to listen to our listeners and make sure that we give them content that they would like. So that's what we're going to do. Mo, doing this from across the league, you did all the teams, of course, including the Raiders. when you go about it, is there something that you, is there is there a is there a formula you adhere to, or do you just go team by team, knowing what they did in the offseason and covering them and then sort of say, okay, here's how I see the season unfolding?
0: Well, first of all, you have to make sure the numbers add up. <laughs> you want to make sure your wins <laughs> yeah. and losses add up to the total number of games played. So that's the first thing I do. Uh, and The second thing is, as you said, it doesn't sound like the magic wand that a lot of people want to hear, but... I cover the league all year round, so I keep track of all the moves that teams make from the draft, free agency, late pickups, undrafted free agents that make the team, guys that could be traded or moved. I look at coaching staff changes, teams that have hired new coaches, new staffs. What what is their philosophy? How do the players on the roster fit their philosophy? Do they fit? Uh, I look at history. Um, Does the team have a history of tailing off at the end of the season like the Raiders were under John Gruden before he resigned? Does a team have a tendency to finish strong? Uh, I look at weaknesses and strengths of a football team. Are they a good pass defense? Are they a good run defense? Are, you know Do they have a quarterback, a transcendent quarterback? Do they have a Josh Allen, Justin Herbert? You know, those things all matter. And then again, not going to sound like the most fabulous thing, but I actually go through each team's schedule one by one by one by one. And I look at what teams does each division play so let, let's say for example the afc west has to play the afc south the afc south is a relatively weak division because i think the titans are going to drop mm-hmm. so the afc west team should have a lot more wins than a lot of other divisions that are going to play let's say the afc north where you got the ravens and the bangles and the well the browns mm-hmm. you know deshaun watson's out but still the steelers should be competitive so Who do they play? Do they play a weak division? If they play a weak division, usually I add one or two wins. If they play a stronger division, then the the win loss, the wins may drop a little bit. Maybe I take a win or two off here and there.
1: Yeah, that's a good approach. I mean, listen, that's the thing is you have to look at kind of everything you know today. And of course, Mm -hmm. when you make predictions, there's so many things that happen that are just so ridiculously unpredictable. And the biggest of all is injury. I mean, You just don't know. And always, it seems like every week one, there's one major injury on one team that completely changes their destiny for the whole season. You know, knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody because that means somebody got seriously hurt and we don't want that. But I do think that one thing I like to say when we do these shows is that, number one, we're talking to Raiders fans. Mo and I don't go through these with the fan lens on. So we don't sit there and want them to Go seventeen and zero and win the Super Bowl. Uh, even if if we think they can do that, we would tell you that. Okay, but I do want to say that because I think there might be there's going to be differences. I think in what Mo says and what I say as far as what the record will be. Uh, but you have to put that lens on, and you may disagree with some of the games because we're going to go game by game here. You you might disagree with some of the games or some of the points we have to say, and that's cool. I I we love uh, and I uh, this past week again people disagree. I did a, a piece up on Sports Not. Stock up, stock down. Of course, I had stock down was Darren Waller and John Simpson. They're like, well, not Simpson. It should be cotton. Simpson's fine. And I said, well, no, that's just how I see it. Like, you don't have to agree. Right. And I think that's what we're going to see with the schedule. But we always do this, I think, with the point of view of what we believe to be true. Uh, doesn't mean it'll happen that way, uh, but it certainly is based on uh, an objective point of view on that. So that that's just what I say up front. Go ahead, Mo
0: one thing i want to say too and you and you hit the nail on the head with the, your one of your early points we're not looking at this Raiders schedule to say how did the raiders win this game because that's how fans look at it how mm-hmm. can the raiders beat this team and how would they win we're looking at it as what are the raiders strengths what are the, what are the their opponent's strengths and weaknesses and how do we think it's going to happen we're not looking at it from an optimistic point of view we're looking at it from an objective point of view correct the other thing yeah. i want to say to fans really quick is Fans always say, well, the Raiders got better, so the record should be better. And I and I get into this debate, and not an argument, but a debate <laughs> with fans every year about this. Just because the Raiders improved doesn't mean the record is going to be better because you're playing a different schedule, which means the strength of opponent is going to be different. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the Raiders aren't the only team that improved over the offseason. Right. Believe it or not most most of the league if they're not if they're not positioning themselves for a high draft pick to get a quarterback in 2023 75 to 80% of the league has also improved over the offseason not just the raiders
1: that's right that's right and and that's key to remember as we head in now too so <laughs> Here. Oh, by the way, thank you for all for subscribing. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you can, wherever you listen to your podcast. Most of you, we know from the data, do it on an iPhone. You can do it on Apple iTunes. You can do it on the Odyssey app, wherever you get it. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'll tell you what, Mo and I just love the chat. It's incredible. Uh, You need to get on. So if you haven't gone on and watched the show on YouTube, do that. Subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell's for us so that you're reminded but if you're watching us uh, we have the schedule up now on the screen and we're going to go through and start taking a look at this of course Mo let's start off and I'm going to keep tally here so that when we get to the end we can we can summarize where you're at where I'm at as far as record goes plus maybe a little playoff prediction if You believe they're going to make the playoffs, it is, of course. Um, So we'll get to that one in a minute. But, Mo, the game, and we're going to preview the Charger game with our good buddy Nick Cothrell from Sports Illustrated, a former Silver and Black Today staff writer himself and been a guest on the show many times. He covers the Chargers now for Sports Illustrated. He's the publisher of that website down there. We're going to talk with him on Thursday's show to do the formal game preview, uh, of course, of week one against the Chargers, which is the first game we have to look at here now, Mo. Okay, so Chargers re- in Los re- Angeles. Really quick. Go, go, I- go.
0: If, if Nick is here in this, you're a traitor, Nick, for going over to the <laughs> other <laughs> you're side. A but trader. Go ahead,
1: oh, yeah, like me growing <laughs> up a Charger fan, remember? Um, both traitors. It's, it's so funny, too, because, you know, uh, remember where Al Davis got his start? Remember what team he coached with? Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: The Chargers. Charges. Anyway, mm-hmm. but so so we move on to week one. Now, <laughs> Raiders go down to Los Angeles, down to the Rams stadium where the Chargers happen to play. And uh, this one, I think the entire NFL is excited about to have a matchup like this with uh, not only the Raiders and everything they had going in the offseason, Mo. But, of course, the quarterback battle always, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, uh, and it's an AFC West rivalry, a big one uh, for the Raiders and Raider Nation heading into Week 1. You look at this game, the Raiders, um, like you said, have gotten better. So have the Chargers. Chargers got better. You see a familiar face across. And no matter how many times Raider fans want to say, Khalil Mack isn't what he used to be, he's still Khalil Mack. He can still find it. He's still a talented player. You look at this game on the road, technically, And um, it's a tough way to start. Mo, when you look at this one, um, I actually think that this will be a battle and uh, it's going to be a close one. What's your take on it? Do the Raiders go to L.A. in week one and come away victorious?
0: Okay, I'm going to start off on the sour note. Raiders fans are not going to like this, but (laughs) week one, you're going against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Those guys are both healthy going against that offensive line, which I am still concerned about. I think that's tough to go from what the Raiders had in the preseason playing their young guys, and you saw some struggles here and there, mostly uh, not – well, without Colton Miller, of course. But still, you're going against Cleo Joey Bosa while healthy. That's a tough task for that offensive line, that young offensive line that has to gel, that has to grow and develop. So I think there's going to be some issues – in the passing game for the Raiders, Derek Carr is going to have to revert to the quick passing game, but I don't think that's going to be enough against the Chargers. The Chargers' passing offense is going to be electric with Justin Herbert, and he's going to test those, that young cornerback group with Rakia and Nay Hobbs. Not worried too much about Nay Hobbs, more worried about Rocky Sin. I am not sold on Rakia full disclosure. So I think the Chargers are going to win this game, but I, I agree with you. It's going to be close, but I think the Chargers win by field goal. So if you're a betting man or woman, take – you know, take the Raiders to cover the line, but take the mm-hmm. Chargers to win the game.
1: All right. There you go. Week, week one, Mo has the Raiders starting off with a loss. Yes, he's the evil one all of a sudden for some <laughs> of you out there. But, no, it's it, it makes sense. Now, I have a little bit of a different view. I actually think that the Raiders go to L.A. and they win against the Chargers and kind of set the tone for what can be an early part of the season, The first, especially the first three weeks. Where they can make a statement. I also agree it's going to be tough. We will learn about this offensive line. This offensive line, the Raiders have not made any changes to. Okay, they haven't gone out and signed the big veteran. They haven't. To, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. They are taking the Vegas dice and they're just rolling, baby. And they're like, "Hey, we're going to do this and see what happens." So, so that that concerns me with with Mac and Bosa. No question. No question. But I actually like. I like Derek Carr and this Raiders offense against that Chargers defensive backfield. If he can get the ball, if, I say if, if he can get the ball out and they can protect him, I like the matchups with Renfro, with Adams, with Waller against that Chargers defense. Yes, they have some talent back there, but I do think there's some question marks and I think the Raiders can't exploit it. So I'm going to take the Raiders and I'm on, this is going to be a really tight one. And I think the Raiders. Of course, they're going to beat the spread. They're going to cover. But I'd say the Raiders win by one in this game. So it's not even going to be a field goal. It's going to be one of those wacky uh, AFC West matchups. So I have the Raiders uh, winning that one and going to 1-0. And and Mo has them at 0-1. Real quick question, Mo. Mm -hmm. This past week, and we've seen all the rankings of players, which fans get just tremendously emotional about. uh, A lot of people talking about Justin Herbert as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I see a lot of Raider fans, including our listeners and viewers, who talk about, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. You can't just rate a guy on potential. I say, why not? You, you say guy hasn't done anything. Well, he hasn't been to a playoff game. He hasn't won a playoff game. Uh, I know another guy who hasn't either. <laughs> now he's got more years in the league. but But where are they wrong when they underestimate how good Justin Herbert can be?
0: I think they're lumping Justin Herbert, potential or production with the team success. So what you have to do with a quarterback is you have to separate the quarterback from the team. And as you pointed out, fans have been doing this for Derek Carr for for many, many years. Derek Carr hasn't won a playoff game either. But is that totally his fault? A lot of people will say Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback, but the Raiders haven't done much. But you have to separate the quarterback from the team. And if you watch Justin Herbert play the game and just forget what the Chargers' record was because their defense was absolutely atrocious, you would know that Justin Herbert is the real deal.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I know people don't want to admit that, but that's the way it goes. All right, on to Week 2. Raiders come home to the Death Star, to Las Vegas, in the county of Clark to play the Arizona Cardinals along with Kyler Murray and his new big contract – Cardinals, I thought they were going to do it last year. They kind of faltered coming into this season. Uh, I think they're they're a little better off. They 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 do have some injuries and some question marks. But when you look at this game, first game to start this season at home, this Raider Nation crowd has been through one year at Allegiant Stadium. To me, year two will be even better from an atmosphere and a culture standpoint. How do you see this one coming out?
0: Yeah, I have I have no doubt saying that the Raiders should will win this game no deandre hopkins who suspended for the first six weeks so yeah, they get a break there i know marquise brown has a report with kyler murray but one receiver and rondell moore not going to cut it zach Ertz is a little banged up so their offense isn't going to be as electric as the raiders offense the other thing is the cardinals lost chandler jones who's now with the raiders so they lost mm-hmm. a little bit of their defense in their pass rush the raiders gained to gain to their pass rush you know some people Quibble about is he an upgrade over Yannick Ngakwe? Doesn't really matter in this situation because I think Chandler Jones is going to be motivated to play his former team, opposite Max Crosby, and they're going to wreck that Cardinals defense and outscore the Cardinals by a pretty decent margin. I give the Raiders winning by a touchdown there at home.
1: I feel that way too. In fact, I think I'm going to I'm going to take the Raiders by ten as they move to two and oh. okay on to week three. The Raiders uh, then will go down to. Nashville, they go to take on the Tennessee Titans, and our buddy Murph will be there, uh, as yep. well as I'm going to try to get down there. We'll see if I can get down there. Uh, but the Titans, Mo, when you look at this one, um, Titans have really fallen fast. If you look at everything they've done, yes, they have Derrick Henry. Tannehill seems to be on the downslide after getting his big deal in a couple of years where they just couldn't put it together in their little window that they had uh, in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. Uh, I look at this one, too, Mo, and I like the Raiders going on the road and, and winning this one by a field goal. How about you?
0: Raiders usually fare well against the Titans. I think they will again this year. You mentioned it. They're, I, I had the tight, and I said at the beginning of the show, I had the Titans slipping. I know they were the one seed last year, and they still got Derrick Henry, but remember Todd Downing is their offensive coordinator. <laughs> I just can't get over that. And and the way, you know, how he ran the Raiders offense, I know he was younger then, this was five years ago, but he's still to me an awful, not, I shouldn't say awful, but one of the bottom tier coordinators in the league. Uh, they lost their top pass rusher in Harold Landry towards ACL. So they lose a piece of their defense. Their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator to me, bottom tier, Raiders win this game on the
1: road. There You go so, uh, Mo has uh, the Raiders at two, 2 and 1. one after three weeks. I have them at three and oh, yes. Yeah, see, every who, who says I'm pessimistic, okay? So, uh, three and oh, two and one. They then go back to Las Vegas, one on the road, one at home, one on the road, one at home. Uh, and they face their AFC West rival and a Mr. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos coming into that game. The Broncos. A lot of Raider fans don't want to give them credit. A lot of Raider fans want to write off Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is still a premier quarterback. I think Russell Wilson can create problems for any team he's playing. He's healthy. The Broncos have some wide receivers that they're missing, but the Broncos team is not bad. Although I would say the Broncos for me, Mo, I look in the division, they're the team I'm most unsure about. I just don't know. They could be very good or they could falter and kind of be middle of the road. But I think this game will be tough. Uh, on on the turf at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, how do you see it coming up?
0: Yeah, how the Raiders win this game at home, I think even with all the parts that they have, I know they brought in Randy, Gregory. They brought in, as you mentioned, Russell Wilson. Cortland Sutton is healthy. Jerry Judy is healthy. They don't have Tim Patrick, who tore his ACL. Greg Dolch is the rookie 3rd on tight end is out. He's going to be a pass-catching threat once he's healthy. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, duo on the backfield. So this is going to be a tough game, but I think all of those pieces together, those new pieces, along with a coach staff that's inexperienced. Nathaniel Hack, I know, has been a play caller, but he's never been a head coach. The defensive coordinator, Everard, I believe his name is, has never been a coordinator in his, in his career. I believe he's a defensive backs coach and a safeties coach. Even their offensive coordinator under Nathaniel Hackett has never been an offensive coordinator. So that's going to take some time to gel. So I think it benefits the Raiders to play the Broncos early in the season because they're still going to be working through things, and I think the Raiders win this game at home.
1: I do as well. And not only that, but if they were to win that game against Denver, I have them at 4-0. And it Mm. surprised me because when I I sat down to think about this, I was really worried about the first six weeks – well, five weeks because you have a six-week bye – And then they have that stretch later in the season, which is, which is brutal. But to me, I think this is the time when the Raiders really come out and do well. They get that game at home against the Broncos. Uh, They dispel the second AFC West team that they can in uh, the first four weeks, which I think sets this team up for, well, I think they will have challenges as I'll get to later down the road, but I actually like the Raiders in this game against the Broncos at home. All right. And then we go to week five, Mo and, uh, and week six, of course, is a bye. And we're going to take a break after we get through this one. But this one, this one's a tough one. You're going to Kansas City, and I know Kansas City, Tyreek Hill no longer there. They have all kinds of questions. New offense put into play. Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove. Uh, the Raiders go into Arrowhead, and I just don't see, even at 4-0 and as I have them, I think this game is going to be a tough one to grab. I think the Chiefs and the Raiders split, and I think the Chiefs win this one early in the season at home.
0: Yeah, we're in agreement there. I think the Chiefs take it at Arrowhead. Um, I know, as you said, I know they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, but they have multitude of weapons. Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, Sky Moore, Marquise Velascan. None of those guys are Tyreek Hill, but together, I think it's hard to crowd all those guys because Patrick Mahomes is as good as we think he is he's going to be like a point guard. He's going to be like primetime Steve Nash distributing the football all over the field. And It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to defend that. And again, I, I'm i not quite sold on Rocky Asin yet. I like Nate Hobbs on the outside, but I'm not sold on Rocky Asin. You, if you've been listening to the show, I'm a big fan of Anthony Averett's game. But that secondary is going to have to grow up very fast. And they're going to be tested against the Chiefs even without Tyreek Hill. I think the Raiders fall by maybe five, six points. I, I, it's going to be a competitive game, but Chiefs take it.
1: Yeah, and and with that Raiders defensive backfield you talk about Nate Hobbs as well as he's done uh, and but just some of the youth there I also think that in that environment the offensive line will have will struggle too to hear uh, and that'll be a really big challenge. Now, we're through uh, the first 6 weeks of the season uh, which includes a bye. Mo has the Raiders at 3 and 2. I have the Raiders at 4 and 1. So not far off. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go through the second third of the season and tell you where the Raiders net out there. We'll also touch on a little bit of news or a question about a lack of news in just a few minutes here as we roll on with silver and black today. You're with Mo, you're with Scott. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, our prediction show. Yes, you asked for it. You wanted it. We're giving it to you. Mo Moten, Scott Colbranson, back with you here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We love interacting with our listeners. He is at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. And you can also follow the show, SNB, today to check it out. Oh, by the way, Mo, I forgot to tell people. uh, I tweeted it out over the weekend, the long weekend we just got through. But um, we will be back on the air on the radio in Las Vegas, too. So you'll be able to hear the show on Sundays, too. So if you miss some of it during the week, you can catch it on Sundays on the bed 1140 at 7 a.m. Eastern. If you're on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast Raider Nation or somewhere in the middle, you can hear it at 9 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan, all part of the Odyssey family. So we're glad to be back on there as well. Mo, before we jump back into the rest of the predictions, quick question for you. Um, the Raiders and you know we, we we saw a lot of teams jockeying between the uh, between the final cuts and week one. Are you surprised by the Raiders not doing a ton? I mean, they brought some guys in, and of course they dropped some and added to the practice squad, but they they seem pretty pretty ready to go and set and happy with the roster they have.
0: I'm surprised from my perspective because I feel like they're still an offensive lineman short, and they should still bring in a veteran not surprised based on what josh mcdaniel said i believe last week he said you know we have eight offensive linemen but we still have guys on the practice squad so i feel like he's comfortable with the raiders person of and that unit i'm not but he's there every day he's coaching the team he's on the practice field he would know more than i would know but i as i said during these predictions in the first third of the season i'm a little concerned about that group we'll see how it pans out though
1: Yes, as we will with everything. Okay, we're going to jump back in now. We have, again, just to recap, through six weeks, remember, week six is the bye, so you're talking about five games. Mo has the Raiders at three and two. I have the Raiders at four and one. Our one difference was the uh, beginning of the season, the Chargers, week one, this week, Coming up, uh, Mo has them losing. I have them winning down in Los Angeles, and we both have the Raiders losing in week five going into the bye to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. So there we are. Now we're on to what? week seven. Go ahead. You got what? something?
0: One quick one quick note about that Chargers game that I didn't mention in my prediction. After what the Raiders did to the Chargers in week 18 last year, you don't think Justin Herbert and those guys have that game circled. They're going to be not that the Rays won't be motivated, but the Chargers have a bad taste in their mouth. The Rays basically booted them point. from the playoff picture. Yeah, they're going to be motivated to win that football game, especially so you, at
1: home. You say he's going to try to go more than tie. He doesn't want the tie.
0: Yeah, he's not. Justin Herbert's not going to want the tie at that point. He's going to go for <laughs> the jugular
1: in that game. Oh, I hope everybody got that one. I think they did. Our fans are yeah. smart. They know. Um, okay, so we jump back in on this one. This is an easy one for me, Mo. The Houston Texans are not a good football team. Uh, I like the Raiders <laughs> uh, against the Texans uh, at home, especially, too, here uh, to take that one. I think, actually, they win that one big in Week 7.
0: Yeah, no reason for the Raiders to lose this game. They have an extra week to prepare. You said it, probably the bottom team in the AFC South. I think the Texans are going to win maybe five games, maybe six if Davis Mills happens to be of any substance. But yeah, this is a game the Raiders should win handily. The Titans just don't have it yet. Lovey Smith's over there. He knows Nate Hobbs. They're going to shake hands before the game, and then Nate Hobbs is going to pick off a pass and make Lovey Smith (laughs) mad. So uh, Raiders win this game handily by about 10, 12 points. Yes, I like that
1: one. Okay. okay, then we take a look here. You see Week 8. Uh, they go down to the Big Easy. Uh, I don't think this one will be easy, Mo. You agree with me? How does this one net out at the – I for, it used to be Mercedes Superdome. Now I think it's something else. I forgot what they named it after uh, or what the sponsor is. But uh, are they going to go down, and is Jameis Winston at, at the – with huge smiles from you and Kelly, uh, are, is he going to go out there and <laughs> ball – and make this Raiders team pay down in the Big Easy, or are the Raiders going to take this one?
0: Now, you see, this is one of these Twitter conversations. People like to laugh at James (laughs) Winston because they see him do all these quirky workouts and stuff to improve himself. But James Winston, before he tore his ACL, we've had ligament damage elsewhere. He was legit. He wasn't turning the ball over. I believe he only had three picks, 14 touchdowns, beat the Packers in week one last season, kind of snuck up on him and surprised them. Jameis Winston, I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback or a top 15 quarterback, but don't overlook him when he has weapons around him. I remember a few years ago, he threw for over 5,000 yards, had 33 touchdown passes because he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin had a good receiving core. Now, of course, he also had 30 interceptions. But as I said, got the laser surgery for his eye. He's improved. Last season, he was more efficient with the football, didn't turn the ball over as much. I think they shocked the Raiders out there in New Orleans and win this football game.
1: There you go. So I also have them losing to the Saints. Uh, I know. I know, Raider Nation, you're ready to flip off the phone. You're ready to flip (laughs) off literally with your hand, Mo and I. But I think, too, that remember, this is the first of two games going out east, technically, even though I believe New Orleans is in the central time zone, it's still a trip. Uh, and the next trip, the next week, they have to go to Jacksonville. So I just don't like this one for the Raiders. I think after I have them 5-1 and one, then going into this one and losing at 5-2, and two, um, I think that's just going to happen. I think it's a, it's a tough one for them. And I do think that the, uh, the Saints are, are a little better than – now, some people, I've been seeing these predictions about the Saints going to the Super Bowl, which I think is ridiculous. But I think they are better than people are giving them credit for. And I think the Raiders are, Raiders will learn that. So through eight weeks now, by the way, Mo, you have something Really else? quick, though. Yes. The,
0: the other thing is, who do the Saints have in their secondary who knows Derek Carr very well? Uh-huh. Tyron Matthew. Yes. Tyron Matthew gives Derek Carr issues whenever he's in the secondary. Great he's point. there in New Orleans now. And I think he, him knowing Derek Carr helps that Saints team. And don't forget, Michael Thomas is healthy. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry being their wide receiver core, it's going to give that Raiders past defense some
1: issues. Yes. So now, Mo, we meet. We both have the Raiders through eight weeks at five and two. Different paths to get there, but we both have them at, um, excuse me, you have them at four and three. I have them at five and two. Mm-hmm. Hello. Math, is, as we learned last show, math is my <laughs> my challenge. So you have them at four and three. I'm at five and two. Um, and then they stay out east or they have to travel back east to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jaguars will be better than people are giving them credit for. I think Trevor Lawrence will take his next step as an NFL quarterback, but I do believe the Raiders will be too talented and have too much Coming off the loss at New Orleans, they're gonna be hungry. They know that they had these two games on the road, then they have to face what's gonna be a tough Indianapolis team the next week. It's a must win for them. I say must win in from a from a from a morale standpoint. So I think they go to Jacksonville and they hand it to the Jaguars pretty easily. I'm gonna say by by ten to fifteen points.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that. They stay out east. Jacksonville is going to be an improved team, but they're not going to be as good as the Raiders. I know Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl before. Josh McDaniels has been with a Super Bowl team, so there's a little bit of history there. They know each other. Yes. So they met in the Super Bowl as offense corner head coach. I think Josh McDaniels is going to remember that. He won't say that during the press conference, but I'm sure he's going to remember that and he's going to stick with Doug Peterson and the Jaguars and the Raiders take this game pretty handily.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and again, the Raiders have a tough schedule and and the travel. I mean. By the way, I forgot to mention that on the last show. That whole thing with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't play a game outside the Eastern time zone. How does that happen? Like, I guess you're just, if your last name is Rooney, you're good, right? You just get a, you get a get schedule. Some breaks. I get mean, it's kind of crazy, really. I mean, I don't know how it happens. It'd be interesting. I know how they do the schedule, uh, and I've heard the whole process, and obviously now it's much more automated than it used to be. It just, mm-hmm. It's just it's crazy. It just puts off a the appearance of impropriety, I believe, to have one team never leave a time zone. It's kind of crazy, um, but that's the way it goes. That them the breaks, as they say. Okay, now we go on to Week Ten. Uh, the Raiders go back after being on the road two weeks in a row. They go back to Las Vegas and they get to face a tough indie team in the Colts with Matt Ryan at quarterback. Uh, and this is a team that I think a lot of people look at in the AFC West, or excuse me, the AFC. They're not giving Matt Ryan enough credit. I think a lot of people think Matt Ryan's washed. I don't think he's washed, especially behind that offensive line and that team that they have there with the running game and so on. Um, this is going to be a tough one, Mo. It's um, it's it's the it's one of the games I struggle with the most. How do you see the Raiders netting out in Las Vegas against Indy?
0: This is my concern with this game. The Raider fans are going to get ready to throw things at me or shut their phone <laughs> off, as you said, or TV or computer off, but... The close defensive line is one of the best in the league. Danica Archie, who Raiders fans are familiar with. The Forrest Buckner. Quidi Pay is going to be coming along his second year. And then Darius Leonard, or he goes by Shaquille Leonard now, changed his name. Uh, if he's healthy on the field, that's a tough defense to beat. And uh, on the back end, you got Stefan Gilmore and Kenny Moore. Gus Bradley, I know, knows the Raiders, and the Raiders know him. And he's kind of rigid with his scheme. You know, he's going to play cover three for most of the time, so you can kind of plan around that. And I'm sure Josh McDaniels will make note but i just worry about this is another game where i worry about the raiders offensive line simply because the colts can run a bunch of stunts and twists and it could cause a lot of problems up front so i'm going to give it to the colts even though i don't see their offense as explosive they're running with one wide receiver basically michael pittman jr we'll see what alec pierce becomes but i think they're going to run the ball and they're going to give the raiders problems up front on the ground in the trenches on both sides i have the colts winning a narrow one by maybe one or two points
1: there you go. I also have the Colts taking this game, Mo, uh, and, and I think it could be one of those games. This is going to be a character moment for this team this year. And I say that because losing to the Colts at home, based on my prediction, that will have meant they have lost two of three games. Right. And I have them going in at, uh, coming out of the bye at four and one. They win the first game coming out of the bye. They're five and one. And then they lose two of the next three. Okay? So they sit at six and three, you have them at five and four uh, through those through week 10 of the NFL. So to me, that, that's for all the reasons you mentioned, I just think that that team, it's you, you talk about matchup issues and I think there's matchup issues, especially on that line against the, the, the Ra- even if the Raiders offensive line does well, I think it's just a lot to ask. And I think that they just don't match up well with Indy And I think the Colts take a game and disappoint the faithful at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, out there in Las Vegas. Okay, then we go to week 11, as I'm showing up on the screen if you're watching. Uh, the Raiders then go to Mile High City to take on your favorite donkeys, the uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, Mo, I like this one. Again, two of three, have lost two of three. This team, Josh McDaniels as a coach, is going to have a big challenge. This is another game I think they need to get. Um, not only that, but to stay... In the AFC West race, because we don't know what's going to be happening with the other teams. You can read most predictions on Bleacher Report around the rest of the AFC West. But to stay in the race and to, to, to look at the possibility of winning the AFC West, they're going to have to go to Denver and win that. Then they have Seattle the next week, which is favorable. So to me... Going in, beating Russell Wilson in his own house is going to be big. And I think they're going to do it. I think this is another one of those turning points in the season uh, because they need to stop the bleeding and move forward so that they can get hot towards the end of the year and turn it up at a time of the season when teams that are going to go to the playoffs do so.
0: I think this is going to be their first losing streak or consecutive losses for the season. Mm. I have, because I basically have the Raiders and the Broncos splitting. And as you heard in the first segment, I have the Raiders winning at home against the Broncos as the Broncos are trying to gel. At this point in the season where they're playing the Broncos in the second game, the Broncos should have gelled at this point. They should have most of it together. Not perfect, but they should have at least their offense together with Russell Wilson humming in that, in that um, offense with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, as I mentioned, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. They have a really good offensive line. I think, that, I think the Denver Broncos offensive line, better than the Raiders offensive line. So again, at this point, I think Denver is going to, have their offense jailed and they'll be able to pull this one out against the Raiders at home. It's hard to go into Mount high and beat that team, especially when they have a capable quarterback. They have a top what eight quarterback you can say at, at worst worst. they're going to win this game and split the series.
1: Wow. I'm the half full guy. Remember (laughs) just kidding. All right. So (laughs) just to recap, Mo has the Raiders losing two in a row. Okay. Losing to India at home and then going on the road and losing to the Broncos, and it is a tough place to play. But again, I'm, I don't know if I'm trying to write the you know Rudy part two uh, or what I'm trying to do, but I think they go there and they win it. I have them at seven and three. Mo's got them at five and five. So or at five. that point, week 11, they would be a 500 football team, uh, and we can talk about implications of that later. Okay, week 12, before we go to our next break, week 12, Mo, The Seattle Seahawks, this is a team that there's no question is in complete rebuild mode. They have DK Metcalf past that. There's a lot of question marks. Geno uh, Smith heading into the season as their quarterback, clearly not their quarterback of the future as he is now um, the guy there in Seattle with Russell Wilson in Denver. um, You know, it's always tough to play on the road in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, Going up to Seattle, how do you see this one coming out as well?
0: Old division rivals squaring off in the old AFC West, I believe. So yes. Seahawks, people, as you said,
1: people under thirty probably don't realize that, but you're right.
0: Yes, if you're if you're a younger audience, you don't remember the Raiders and the Seahawks. It was a bit of a rivalry there too, by the way. But uh, you you said it. The Seahawks are rebuilding. They have weapons with Ty- Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but they don't have a quarterback to get them the football with consistency. I watched Geno Smith for a number of years out here in New York when he played for the Jets. Uh, had an incident with his teammate, got punched in his jaw, and never got his job back. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen for him now. The Seahawks are going to be looking at a top three to five pick in the draft in 2023. They're going to drop this game. They're only going to win maybe three or four games this season. So the Raiders should go to Seattle and win this game by double digit points.
1: Yes, and yes. I have them <laughs> now through 12 weeks. The optimist. I know some of you will love me for it. I'm not trying to earn brownie points. I have the Raiders at eight and three. Mo has the Raiders at six and five. So back above 500 at week 12. That's where we're going to leave it until we come back. We're going to go off here from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to get through the rest of the season and walk you where we think the Raiders will be. Will they finish strong or will we see that ugly late season swoon even though it's a new staff and a lot of new players, do we see that happen again? It's a tough stretch for the Raiders if you look down the stretch uh, of the 2022 season. You're listening to Silver and Black today with Mo Moten. I'm Scott Branson We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the prediction show. Yes, we are giving you our thoughts about what the Raiders will do. Of course, it's all guesses based on what we know, which is... Not as much as the GM, but we kinda, we we know some stuff, you know. Mo covers the NFL for Bleacher Report across the league, as well as the Raiders on SportsNot.com. I host this show, and I'm just a genuinely good guy, no matter what you heard. So we're, we're just going off of that, and we are talking Raiders football again on Silver and Black today. Thank you again for subscribing, and thank you for watching on YouTube if you're there, or if you're listening to us on the radio, wherever it may be. We appreciate you guys being here, as always. Thank you. Reminder... This is Tuesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we will have our mailbag show. Yes, Mo, we have more questions, more food questions, a different type of question this week, as well as Raider football. Always fun to interact with the with the listeners with the mailbag show.
0: It always is. And again, if you got if you got a cool food question last time, it was flapjacks or pancakes. <laughs> you know, send them in. Uh, don't don't be shy. We'll we'll answer a food question mixed in with all the football talk.
1: Yes. And, and not only did we get, we had a, a gal named Rosie who called who called in, who emailed in the question about pancakes or flapjacks. And then we brought up hotcakes which was a whole different wild card, uh, but she did respond with her answer. So we'll hear from her on the mailbag show as well as some longtime uh, listeners who emailed this week for the first time. So we're excited about that. Join us tomorrow. That's on Wednesday. So all of our shows hit at 6 a.m. East coast time, 3 a.m. on the Pacific. So on your way in to work on Wednesday morning, just like you're doing right now listening to us on Tuesday morning, you can listen to Mailbox and we- Mailbag on Wednesday. And then Thursday morning, we'll have our brand new show, which will preview the Charger game heading into the weekend. And just a reminder, we will have a live post game show every week. The Raiders are on the schedule, and that will be live on YouTube as well as Facebook and Twitch we will also have that available in the podcast format, as always, immediately after the game. So as soon as we're done with the show, you'll be able to listen that on audio. So thank you for being with us. Okay, Mo, let's jump back in now to our schedule prediction or our Raiders uh, 2022 prediction uh, as we look at the next, to me, the gauntlet of the season coming up. Okay, week 13. Oh, reminder, Mo has the, the Raiders through weeks 12 at 6 and 5. I have them at 8 and 3. Yes, 8 and 3. Week 13, they say hello again to Justin Herbert and the Chargers, this time in Las Vegas. This is early December, uh, and the Raiders uh, go into that game, obviously looking back to last year and that exciting Week 18 game, but now face the Chargers at home. In your scenario, a game above five hundred. To stay relevant in the AFC West, probably have to win that one. I have them at eight and three. Uh, do the Chargers come in and return the favor, in my book, and beat the Raiders, or are the Raiders able to split and win at home against the Bolts?
0: I think it's going to be gut check time for the Raiders in this game. I have, again, I have them losing the season opener against the Chargers. So I, I think they feel like we, we can't get swept by a division rival, especially in the tight AFC West. Uh, at this point in the season, you're pro- I don't want to assume guys are going to be hurt. I don't want to wish injury on anyone, but we all know Joey Bosa's history. We all know Derwin James' history. Those guys are going to miss a few games every year. Khalil Mack, I believe he's 31 years old, uh, lost missed several games last year with the Bears. So I'm not counting on a guy being hurt, a guy or two being hurt for the Rays to win this game, but I, I just think that as the season wears on, the Rays would have either addressed their offensive line because they would have seen it as a weakness. Or the Chargers aren't going to be completely healthy and they're not going to get the Chargers at full strength because, it's, you know, it's low, it's a war of attrition. And you yeah. got to have depth. And I, I think the Chargers' front line, their defensive line, was poor last year. Their run defense was not good. I think the Raiders are going to grind them down in this game, use Josh Jacobs, use Zamir White, get Amir Abdullah involved, Brandon Bolden involved. Get those guys involved, grind down the Chargers' uh, <laughs> offensive line, well, defensive line. Mm-hmm. slow the game down, may not be as high scoring as the first game. May, you may get like a 27-24, 24-21 outcome, but I think the Raiders control the game with the with the ground attack and win this one at home against the
1: Chargers. Interesting. I'm taking the opposite approach on this one. I actually think this is another shootout uh, between mm-hmm. the Raiders and the Chargers, and I think in this one, again, you, we're, we're, when you get deeper in the season, you could you, we're just completely guessing here. But to your point about the offensive line, about attrition and injuries, it happens on both sides to both teams. But I think that that Raider offensive line might not give the opportunity for Derek Carter to have enough time, might keep the score down. And I say shootout, and I think it'll be a close game. And I also think... That, that Raiders secondary, depending on how it holds up, could be tested at home again in the dome of Allegiant Stadium. And I have the Chargers actually taking this one uh, and moving the Raiders to 8-4. and four. You have them winning and going to 7-5 and five into Week 13. This Charger-Raider rivalry, I think, is on the cusp of becoming a really great one. And mm-hmm. I that's why I have the kind of expect the unexpected, which is normally I would say, well, they'll split – uh, like you did, one on the road, one at home, and you win. You win in each in your own house. This one I have at the opposite. On that one, okay. Week 14, the Raiders go back to L.A. and they face the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, and that team, which seems to have pretty much gotten better. And if they haven't had the Super Bowl hangover, a tough one, Mo, to go on the road again uh, after you just, in in my book, lost or on the emotion of winning against the Chargers at home, you then have to go back to L.A. Uh, to to face the Super Bowl champs.
0: Yeah, this is a tough matchup. I think this is the game where you might see Aaron Donald wreck it because mm-hmm. Andre James, even though he's their starter, he seems like he's going to be the week one guy. Him going against Aaron Donald on the interior, scares the crap out of me. And <laughs> I think yeah, this is a game you might see Aaron Donald get three sacks because he's just yeah. going to be that much stronger than he's just going to overpower Andre James. And we all know, we don't know this, but quarterbacks will tell you that they don't like when they feel pressure off the middle. And I think Derek Carr is going to feel a lot of that in this game with Aaron Donald up there. It's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Ramsey matches up against Devontae Adams. Is he going to follow him? Or is he going to stay in one side of the field? But I think the game, this game will be one up front with Aaron Donald dominating the Raiders' offensive line.
1: Yeah, I I think it's just going to be too big of a task, and I think that 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 Rams offense with Cooper Cup, uh, I think they're going to have a good day as well. I think it's just a lot to ask of this Raider team to go down to Los Angeles, and I have them... This, for me, would be their first two-game losing streak to move their record to eight and five. You have them at seven and six. We're getting closer again with our predictions here, Mo. Uh, Different paths again, but um, just tough to go down and play in that house. I I, I understand if it's a Charger game, a little bit different to me with the Rams, and the Rams I think are going to have a pretty good year. The NFC is a lot harder to predict in my view, but the Rams seem to have gotten better in certain areas. Yes, they have some question marks, and if they don't have the Super Bowl hangover – and their quarterback can stay healthy in Matt Stafford at that time because we know he's got the elbow issues. If that's all working for them, I think it's a tough game for the Raiders to go down and win. All right, then we get to Week 15, Mo, and um, we see here on the schedule it is the New England Patriots. So this is the Belichick meets his Padawan in Josh McDaniels as the Patriots roll into Las Vegas the week before Christmas, and... um I like after seeing the Patriots in the preseason, Mo, I know a lot can change. Preseason is not indicative of how all teams do. But I think that the Patriots defense will be a lot better. I think their offense is going to continue to struggle. I think the Raiders win this one. uh, But with the crafty coach they have, it'll probably be closer than people expect. But I think the Raiders eke it out uh, to go to nine and five.
0: Yes, the student beats the master in this scenario. I, I said this early August. I was on a, another show, and I said I think the Patriots could possibly finish last in the AFC East. I, I think their offense is going to be that bad. I think Mac Jones is going to take a step back. Now the Jets don't have the quarterback now, and I don't, you know I don't feel too good about the Jets either. But I don't see the Patriots winning more than six games this year. I think they're going to fall to the bottom. I think as the further away they get from the Tom Brady era, there in New England the further they drop in the AFC. And I think as the AFC has gotten better, the Patriots have gotten worse. So I feel like the Raiders should win this game. I I don't think it's going to be close as you think it is. I actually think the Raiders are going to route the Patriots.
1: There you go. We're on the same page. I have the Raiders through 15 weeks at 9-5. and Mo has them at 8-6. and So we're tracking along pretty nicely here. Now, Mo, here comes a part of the season where I think it's just, again, starting with that game, the the Patriots game is kind of the last – I wouldn't call it a lull. All professional football games are difficult to win, but nonetheless, I think that's they're good. They're going to have the easiest way against the Patriots. Then mm. the night before Christmas, and yes, we will have my fourth annual night before Raider Christmas poem, so don't miss it. <laughs> um, but they go in on Christmas Eve into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Now, Mo, for those who don't know a lot about this Steelers team, uh, talk about I me mean, the turnover at quarterback. They have a lot of young players there. Uh, and I think a lot of people are looking at this game and think it's going to be a pretty easy one. I don't think so.
0: It's not going to be an easy one. But what I will say is that their defense is going to be a little different on the back end. They have Levi Wallace, who was the number two cornerback in Buffalo last year, and they have killer Weatherspoon who played well, but he played well in a very short window, very short sprint. He filled in for Joe Hayden. So they have basically two cornerback twos on the back end Kind of like how the Raiders would have had if they had kept Trayvon Mullen, maybe. But the Steelers' defense is going to be something to watch. I don't think it's going to be as dominant. T.J. Watt, although he hasn't missed a ton of games, he's been getting nicked up. He got nicked up in the preseason, I believe. Again, not wishing injury on anyone, but you see the pattern of injuries and bumps and bruises where he has to come out of the game. I believe he had to come out of the game when the Raiders played the Steelers last year. But at this point in the season, to get to the prediction, I think you're going to see Kenny Pickett at this point in the season, because mm-hmm. I, I think the Steelers are eventually going to sink to the bottom of the AFC and they're going to look at the young quarterback who, by the way, played well in the preseason. And Kenny Pickett had the best quarterback rating out of the three when competing with Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky. I think Kenny Pickett is going to play in this game and he's going to take his rookie bumps as normal rookies do. And the Steelers will struggle and the Raiders will take this game.
1: There you go. So you have uh, the Steelers going down to the Raiders on Christmas Eve, making it a nice Christmas for Raider Nation. I do as well. I think uh, I think the Raiders go in there, and again, it's always tough to go back to that Eastern Time Zone. It's on a holiday, all that jazz. But I do think uh, being on uh, the air on a um, uh, on a holiday, Christmas Eve, it's a big game, and I think the Raiders step up and win that uh, and move well, to ten and five. Okay, week seventeen. Well, one thing, Scott. One yes. thing, Scott. Too. Yes. Yes. If
0: you're gonna pick one team that has a worse offensive line than the Raiders, <laughs> it's probably that. the Pittsburgh Steelers because yes. the Steelers' offensive line right now is is a complete mess. I know we haven't mentioned them a lot in, in these prediction segments, but this is the game that Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can both combine oh, no. for about six sacks. They're they're gonna dominate the the uh, trenches against that offensive line.
1: Absolutely. Okay, Mo. We're up to week 17 now. Uh, this is on New Year's Day in Las Vegas, the San Francisco 49ers, the old Bay area rivalry comes back, even though it technically doesn't geographically exist anymore. It's going to be a long time. People still don't like the 49ers. Uh, That one will, that, that hate will maybe never die, but the 49ers will come in to me. This is a tough one because I can see the 49ers doing pretty well, but it's all going to be dependent on the quarterback. Does Trey Lance develop? Does he come along well enough to lead this team now you're going to be in week 17 this is the Raiders and the 49ers if things go well for the 49ers both teams will be in the thick of trying to qualify for the playoffs there's going to be a lot of attention it's a new year's day game it's tough for a young quarterback to go in and do that I like the Raiders if Tra- even if Trey Lance has a good season a great season I like the veteran, the wily veteran, Derek Carr. I like the Raiders' defense, I've Chandler Jones, Max Crosby coming along. I like the running game against this team as well. Uh, and I like the Raiders to win this one in Las Vegas. To start off 2023
0: at 1-0. Man, you're making me seem like negative Nate here, Scott. <laughs> I, 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 I don't see it for the Raiders' simple because, Kyle, not to say Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels and Kyle Shanahan probably two of the best offensive play callers in the game right now but what Kyle Shanahan does so well is that he could run the ball in so many ways he uses True. running backs he uses Debo Sam his wide receiver and I just think I, I still even though Jonathan Hankins should be healthy for most of the season I just worry about the Raiders run defense in some spots especially when we have a creative offensive coordinator like Kyle Shanahan the other thing is I think this game is another one that's one of the trenches by the opposing team 49ers usually have a strong front seven Fred Warner Nick Bosa, they got two other first-rounders on that defensive line. I know Javon Kinlaw struggled, but I think him being healthy helps him. Also, you got Eric Armstead there. So their defense, 49 defense has been legit for most of the time that Kyle Shanahan has been there, and I think the Raiders are going to have issues scoring. And again, I think this game is going to be one in the trenches, and fans are going to look back and say, why didn't we address the offensive line a lot better in the offseason? Because I think that's what's going to cost them in this game.
1: There you go. All well thought out, and I agree uh, on most of it. I just think for some reason, I don't know, I, I like the Raiders on New Year's Day in Vegas after everybody's hungover and hasn't slept the <laughs> night before walking the streets of Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, so, okay, there you go. Going into the final week of the season, Mo has the Raiders at 9-7. and seven. I have the Raiders at 11-5, so you can see we have a two-game separation there. Now, based on what you said earlier, Mo, and on splitting, I assume then you have the Raiders taking down the Chiefs in week another Week 18 AFC West battle?
0: Yes, I think the Raiders are going to make a trend of beating rivals in the last <laughs> week of the season. They do it again in consecutive years. They beat the Chiefs just as they beat the Chargers in a tight one. I think this game is going to come down to the winner of that game could possibly qualify for the playoffs, and the loser might go home. Who knows? Maybe they both get in do some type of wacky scenario, because as we all know, last week of the season, there are a whole bunch of scenarios. But whatever the case is, I think the Raiders win this one to end the end the season on a strong note, split with the Chiefs. Why? Simply because I think after seeing the Chiefs and how they operate with their new offense without Tyreek Hill, you make the adjustments, you go in the lab, and you, and you scheme for that the second time around. You're at home, last week of the season, pr- maybe with your season on the line, crowd is cheering, you got the home field. Raiders win the game shock a lot of people. Cause I know a lot of people are probably going to pick the chiefs to sweep that season series because the chiefs have been the Kings of that division. But I think the Raiders take
1: that one. Wow. So now you become the glass half full guy, right? So, so you have the, the, the chiefs uh, losing in, in Las Vegas to the Raiders, which means you have the Raiders and, and finishing at 10 and seven, right? That's correct. 10 and seven, maybe qualifying for the playoffs, depending on what happens. It's hard this year to, to, to yeah, what's going to happen. It, it,
0: it's it's hard to know, and I said, and I've said this in previous pieces that that game could be a winner gets in, sort of like mm-hmm. last year with the Chief with the Raiders and the Chargers. So if it's that scenario, the Raiders would get in and the Chiefs would miss it. Cause I'm not too sold on the Chiefs' defense. I know their their front line's probably gonna be good. George Kalafis has made plays in the preseason. They got Frank Clark, they got Chris Jones. But I'm still worried about they have a young secondary. And I think Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller could really pick on the chief secondary in that last game and take take the win.
1: All right. So uh, Raiders fans are like, yes, Scott, 11 and five. Yeah. All right. So 12 and 12 and five. I have them losing to the Chiefs at home. So, yes, yeah, so and now you can throw That's things sweet. at my my, my image and burn me an effigy. Um, so here's the thing. I think the Raiders, that last six, if they lose to the Chiefs at home, like I'm predicting, the Raiders will go 500 over the last six games. It's a tough six-game stretch. So I have them going 500 over that stretch, uh, which is not exactly on fire going into the playoffs, but because they won a lot in that middle part of the schedule and they win week one against the Chargers – uh, they finish at 11-6, and six, which gives them a better chance to make the playoffs in my view, even though they will have lost to the Chiefs at home in what will be a big game uh, and a flex game a week after the, the beginning of the new year. I like that. I think they then are able to make the playoffs, and that sets up the revenge game against the Chiefs because how many times do teams lose to the same team three times in one season? doesn't happen very often. So that's where my optimistic piece is even though it would be a bummer for Raider fans for the, their team to lose in that Week 18 battle in Las Vegas. But I like them to finish at 11-6, and six, one game off. We're very close. Uh, and then get some revenge in the playoffs and maybe get some guys healthy if they were hurt down the stretch. Uh, but I just think the final six games, Mo, are tough. I don't disagree. I think they could go the way that you're saying they're going to go. Uh, but this ups and downs of the season, you just don't know. But to me, that's that's sort of where... I, I net it out.
0: It's funny how we have it going down because we kind of we're we're close. We're only yeah. one off in predictions, but you have them finishing kind of in mediocrity, and I have them finishing strong because strong. if you remember middle of the show, I had them at five and five, and radio fans probably didn't want to hear from me after that. But I have them finishing the <laughs> season five and two, and to me that just goes along with the players understanding what the coach's staff wants as the season goes on, things getting better yeah. and being able to beat the tougher opponents, because I don't expect it to be perfect to starting off the season. Cause remember, even though Josh McDaniels is a great play caller, he's still a first time, not a first time, but a second time head coach first year with the team, mm-hmm. Patrick Graham doesn't have a long history of being a defensive coordinator. So there's going to be a feeling out period. So they may not beat the competitive tough teams early in the season, I think they're going to beat the tough teams late in the season after they gel and get things going. So I, one question I want to ask you before I toss it back to you, how many teams do you have making the playoffs in the AFC West? Because I have every team in the AFC West going at least 10 and seven.
1: Wow. That's impressive. I, I have three. Okay.
0: I, so I'm like, three. I guess I mean, let me guess you're leaving out Denver.
1: I'm leaving out Denver, but here's the caveat with all of this, right? Because the next question I was going to ask you, Mo, was do the Raiders make the playoffs, which we're kind of getting into this back doorway that you brought up. And that is, I think that this division, and I said this back in the summer, because like you said, fans don't want to admit everyone else got better, but they have. Uh And so Uh I look at the division and this thing could go either way. The Chargers could win the division. They could finish last. The Raiders could win the division. They could finish last. And <laughs> everybody, I, because they're going to beat up on each other. And I know everybody gets sick of that. Well, I'm going to beat up on each-. it. It happens, right? Not only that, but you look at the rest of the AFC, okay? You look at the AFC North. You look at the AFC South. You look at these, these, these divisions, and they have good players, right? The AFC East is terrible, but you look at that AFC North, you talked about earlier. We don't know about what's gonna happen in Cleveland, but you look at Cincinnati, okay? You look at Baltimore, there's there's some good teams. And so I think I think there's a possibility to your point that you have a team that wins 10 games and doesn't even doesn't make it, right? You could have all of them making hitting 10 and seven in the division uh and not be able to make the playoffs. So but I like three because I think some of the teams in other divisions are being overvalued i'll put it that way and i think i think the chargers raiders and chiefs are being undervalued as much as you can undervalue the 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 chiefs of course because they're the darling of the media as well across the nation but to me um i like it maybe it's because i cover it and i'm being a little biased i'll be i'll be happy to admit that but i i i don't think i think the afc west is going to be that good
0: I do too, and I think three teams are going to make the playoffs. I left. This is going to sound like a blazing hot take, and, and you know it, it may make its rounds on social media, but I actually think the Chiefs could miss the playoffs. And that yeah, sounds I, crazy to, to think that Patrick Mahomes doesn't make it. Possible. But I said it. I said it in that last game prediction. I'm not sold on their secondary. And when you're yeah. in a division with Derek Carr, with Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and they all have weapons, you better have a decent secondary. Right. And I know that's my that's part of my concern with the Raiders' young cornerback group. But the Chiefs having a rookie back then, Trent McDuffie, they, I'm sure they're hoping that he's going to be good. But he may not be his first year. And if he Correct. struggles, that's going to be a problem. They lose Tyron Matthew, who I know Chiefs fans are going to say, well, he wasn't that good. He's getting older. I think he was still an asset there. And, and when mm-hmm. you go from Tyron Matthew to Justin Reed, who I have watched him, and he's not a good tackler. Good at covering. But when it comes to tackling, He whiffs on a lot. I believe he's missed 14% of his tackles in his last two years. If you go at him, there's a chance that your wide receiver is going to get an extra 20 yards because he's going to whiff on the wrap-up. So I worry about that with the Chiefs. And I think there's a possibility they can miss the playoffs if they lose that last game to the
1: Raiders. The other thing about the Chiefs, and I know I said in my predictions that they would sweep the Raiders, but I also look at the offense. Okay, you have Patrick Mahomes, who happens to be my fantasy quarterback, so full disclosure, (laughs) Um, I want him to do well. Uh, But Juju and then Sky Moore, I mean, you have Travis Kelsey, who's aging, Like, and don't get me wrong, Travis Kelsey's been great still, but to me, I think there's so many unknowns there that you could Mm -hmm. absolutely be right. The Chiefs could win nine games, maybe. Maybe even eight. Who knows? If that defense is especially bad, it could, they could be an eight or nine-win team. So I, I think that's why it was so hard to think through. And even though, uh, you know, I had the Raiders finishing kind of with a whimper, um, you know, I look at what they've done. And, yes, the Raiders have question marks like all the teams in the West do. But with the talent on offense and then some of the defensive talent, I just think that you're right. The division is good, uh, and it could it's going to be topsy-turvy. You're going to have different parts of the season where you think the Raiders are done – and then they're going to come back just like you had them at 500, and then they would make a, a a late season run, uh, and and so we could see that happen. And the rest of the division, excuse me, the rest of the conference, same thing, right? Baltimore, everybody's counting on Baltimore coming back again. They could, they seem like they should. Don't know. Is Cincinnati going to be as good? I think they're probably better than they were last year, but. Will they get the breaks they had Like, I mean, there's all those questions, Mo, that go into the ups and downs. It's why we watch the game so much, even our teams that are not our own, because it's like a big soap opera. You just never know what's going to happen. The drama is always good.
0: Here, and here's the thing with the AFC, right? cuz I think the Bills are probably the class of the AFC. They're going to probably be the one seed. The Absolutely. Dolphins, I don't I don't believe in Tua. He has the weapons, but I'm just a little weary of Tua. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So the AFC East is probably going to have one playoff team. The AFC South, as I said, Tennessee is going to be falling off and I think the Colts are going to be the leaders of that division. So they'll send one representative to the playoffs. Yep. Then I think the other, then I think the AFC North is going to have two teams. I like Baltimore and Cincinnati. So that means that leaves three teams for the AFC West to have in the playoffs. Yep. So that's why I, you know people are like, well, if all ten, if all four teams win ten games, will they all make the playoffs. And the answer is no because I have Baltimore making it. Lamar Jackson, right. assuming he's going to be healthy, that Baltimore team is going to be back in the playoffs as they always been with him and John Harbaugh. So yep. one team, at least one team, I think is going to miss that that playoffs in the AFC West. It's just a matter of who. I just think it's going to probably be the Chiefs, which will shock a lot of people. But remember last year, the Chiefs struggled with Tyreek Hill on the roster. And it was because teams were playing too high against Patrick Mahomes, and he had to be able to take what the defense gave him instead of throwing the long, deep pass and going from the home run ball. He had to learn to be patient. And teams were forcing Patrick Mahomes to drive the length of the field. He just couldn't do it. He either turned the ball over, not sometimes not because of his fault, but because the ball bounced off of a receiver's hands or be a fumble somewhere. But if you make the Chiefs drive the length of the field and dare Andy Reid to run the football, which he doesn't really do a lot, yeah, then you can. The Chiefs are definitely vulnerable on the offensive side.
1: And it's interesting. I'm gonna the team I'm gonna predict in the AFC West that doesn't make the playoffs is the Chargers. And I know I wow. said that. They, I, yeah, I think. And you know what it goes on. They. And again, you don't want anybody, knock on wood, you want anybody to get injured. I don't care how much you hate the team or whatever. No, no injury wishes by me at all ever. But the record, they just don't stay healthy. I don't know what it is, if that franchise is cursed because their owner's a boob or whatever. It just, it's just I I, I always see them with such great promise that they're told going back to my fan days as a Charger fan, and they never fulfill it. And so I'm just – it's sort of like the modern version of the Cubs right on the baseball side. The Chargers seem to just be that. And so um, that's the one team I think that's going to miss it. Now, I know most people are going to pick the Broncos. I've heard most people nationally pick the Broncos. I like Russell Wilson. I just do. Mm -hmm. I think the guy – off the field, sometimes he bugs me because he's a little pretentious, but he's a great ball player. I think he's healthy. He's got a lot to prove. He wants to prove to Seattle uh, that they should have years ago – uh, sided with him with Pete Carroll and, and giving him what he wanted and they didn't they sent him instead where he wanted to go somewhere else and that was Denver so I, I think the Broncos will actually net out better than the Chargers
0: that's pretty interesting you just say the Chargers because I actually full disclosure I actually have the Chargers winning the division
1: 11-6 you gotta read but I will piece, say yeah
0: but I, but I will say that and I mentioned this during our prediction segment That game against the Colts, I can really see that going into overtime and going either way because those two teams usually play each other very well, whether they play in Las Vegas or they play in Indianapolis. So I can easily see the Raiders going eleven and six. Now, if I again, if I was gonna make a prediction, I'd go ten and seven. But ten and six, eleven, ten and seven, eleven and six seems to be where I settle with that Colts game being the swing game that can go either way.
1: Yeah, that's why and that's why I know we're not getting into predicting the whole league, but that's why I like Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're in the AFC East, which is again crap. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins, depending to your point about Tua, they could be better, but they're not going to compete with the Bills. And so I like Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. NFC side, I'm gonna I, I would pick the Rams again just because I can't see anybody else that is emerging that I think can beat them if they are as good as they were last year.
0: I actually have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl against the Bills. What? And a lot of people all say, injuries? Oh, Tom Brady, With Tom Brady injuries? again. Tom Brady again. And I'm like, think about this. He retires briefly, kinda sorta. You know, it was like a <laughs> few, it was like a few weeks, right? Fun, so he yeah. he step he steps away from the game. He comes back, and not everyone again is saying, Oh, Tom Brady's washed. And he gets on the podium, he says, I got a lot going on in my life. And everyone's like, Yep, oh, there's a downfall of Tom Brady. But you remember, every time we think the downfall of Tom Brady is going to happen. It just doesn't happen. And Todd Bowles, I know people people give him a lot of crap for his job out there in New York, but he had Ryan Fitzpatrick, he had Bryce Petty, he had Sam Darnold as his quarterback, he had Josh McCown as his quarterback. <laughs> now he has Tom Brady, and he's already got that defense performing at a top five level, so now he's the head coach. He'll continue to have a top five defense and Brady will continue to work with Byron Left, which was there under uh, Bruce Arians. So that offense is going to change. They added Julio Jones. I actually think Brady is going to revive Julio Jones for a year or two while he's out there, and they're going to get back to the Super Bowl.
1: I don't disagree with the Julio Jones piece and that Tom Brady will have another good year. I just think that they've had a lot of injuries. I think there's a lot of unknowns for them. I could not pick them today. Now, if that rectifies itself, and to your point, Julio Jones is back to being uh, a top-tier wide receiver— then I could see them doing that too. So, so I, I, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. I'll put it that way. But that's so, where we have it.
0: So, so Scott, really quick question for you, yeah. then. It, so, you have the Raiders in the play. Do you have the Raiders in the playoffs? And if you do, how you have them winning, finally winning a game? Because that's going to be the thing. If the Raiders make mm-hmm. the playoffs, it's going to be time for Derek Carr to win a playoff game. Because it'll be like, okay, how many years are you going to be in the league and not win a playoff game, especially with the weapons that he has?
1: So I do, and, and, and again, this is where I think the, the, the wannabe movie maker from my childhood comes up, and that is I see them making the playoffs, and because the division, to your point about finishing 10-7, and I-11-5, and 5, whatever, same, same ballpark, um, they have to face Kansas City in the first round. They're going to play them two weeks in a row, and they're going to beat the Chiefs to win their playoff game.
0: Now, Raider fans would love that. <laughs> they, the, they, they would, they would, they would so definitely, would but you I, know what's going to The national media is going to pick. You know who the national media is going to side with.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. So
0: the Raiders would definitely love that and say, well, we're going to, you know, we need to be, especially if you have them sweeping, well, losing the season series by a sweep. Hard As you said, hard to beat a team three times in one season. Usually, and this happened, I believe, with the Saints and the Bucks last year. The Saints mm-hmm. beat the Bucks during a regular season twice. Yep. But once they got to the playoffs, the Bucs won that game. So to your point, I, I can see that.
1: Well, and not only that, but I, I do believe that, especially on the defensive side, like you said, and, and again, offense with the Chiefs, we don't know yet. But I just think that the Raiders, uh, as they as they mature through the season under Patrick Graham on defense, will get better. Right, If they can stay healthy, they'll get better. And I think that, that that revenge game against the Chiefs and what better way to win your first playoff game since 2002 than to beat the Chiefs after they beat you twice. I just think that for whatever reason, the stars align that 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 piano it becomes off the back of Raider Nation as they win their first playoff game against Kansas City uh, and and exercise all those demons.
0: And I'm with you. I actually think the Raiders are going to win a playoff game this year, mm-hmm. if assuming they do get in with that 10-7 and 7 record. Because the thing is, we cannot have a conversation where we're saying Derek Carr is going into his 10th year and he hasn't won a playoff game. Because then the, the critics are definitely going to come out and say, oh, he has Devontae Adams, he has Darren Waller, he has Hunter Renfro, Joshua Daniels comes over, he has a run game, he has this, he has that. How come he hasn't won a playoff game yet? And then we're going to go through that whole conversation because, remember, he has that small – there's a small window where the Raiders can get out of his contract. And we'll be saying, do the Raiders move on from Derek Carr because he couldn't win a playoff game and get a younger quarterback? And I'm going to hate – I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to hate that discussion if it happens. So Derek Carr and the Raiders need to win a playoff game.
1: Especially if they do what you said and they go 10-7 and or what I said and they go 11-6. and You know, you have a veteran quarterback, eleven six. you don't win a playoff game, and so you want to get rid of them. Like, especially after making the playoffs two years in a row. And, right. yes, there gets a point where even if a quarterback takes you – I mean, remember Andy Dalton taking the Bengals to the playoffs all the time? They could never win a game. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying. So, so <laughs> yes, that question will come up. That's why a win against the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs, all that goes away. And suddenly mm-hmm. it's, you know, the skies open up. Raider Nation feels really good. The Modelo's colder. The <laughs> – you know, all of that is better. And so that's how I see it going down. But again, I don't know. That's that's predictions are tough, Mo, but we were close uh, and had them in different spots getting hot. So it'll be good. But we we appreciate everybody asking to do that. So it's always fun. All right. We are now done with this Tuesday edition of Silver and Black today. Mo, we're going to be back with the mailbag tomorrow and then. On Thursday, our buddy Nick Cothrell will be joining us. We'll preview the Charger game. We'll give you our prediction for the game, which you kind of heard already, but we'll see what happens between now and Thursday. Hey, it's a day and a half. You just never know what can happen, uh, but we'll talk more about that as well and any other Raider news coming up. Mo, we'll talk to you tomorrow for the mailbag.
0: I hope we will talk to our fans if they haven't you know, shut us out because we don't have the Raiders going 17-0. Sorry if we don't, but we do have the Raiders having a, a winning record and we both actually think the Rays win a playoff game this year, so there's a the bright
1: side of that. We do, absolutely. So hey, we didn't have them going seven and nine or seven and ten, excuse me. Uh, I always forget all about right. the last game. Uh, but but anyway, <laughs> it's it's we're gonna give it to you how we think, and and we'll see who's right, who's wrong, where we get uh, where we get it right, and where we get it wrong. It'll be interesting to watch. Anyway, thank you all for joining us here on Silver and Black today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to us there whether you're on Apple, wherever, just hit subscribe and we'll be delivered right to your phone whenever you want to listen to some Raiders football. On YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That's an important piece. If you do that, every time we go live, you can come and join us on every video inside the live chat. Mo and I are in the live chat. We're taking food takes. We're doing all kinds of things in there, having lots of fun with all of you. So again, thank you for all that. For Mo, I am Scott. We will talk to you next time here on Silver and Black Today. Have a good one.